<laughs> You're supposed to do that with wine, I think. Sometimes people do that. Mm, nature's candy. I taste nature's candy in this one. Mm, it tastes like a mushroom. Have you ever eaten <laughs> someone's ass after they have diarrhea? Kind of like, like that. that. You, hey, listen, that's what those sommeliers talk about. Like, you have to eat weird things so that you know how to the flavor profile. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yes, the winemaker actually eats curry, then takes a laxative and dumps into each barrel of wine. <gasps> Ooh. Where it ferments. Mm, I can really taste that. Mm hmm. Where it sits for 17 years. <laughs> he shits in grape juice and then they keep it in a barrel for 17 years. Is that uh, hints of mint? Mm. Why, yes. The winemaker, before he took a shit into that barrel, ate a York peppermint patty. <gasps> he is quite the innovator. Sorry I'm making it a he on him. The winemaker. It could be a oh. she. You know, there's a there's a big disconnect between men and women, you know, and they're in the vineyards. Well, I was just thinking of someone who actually take a dump into the wine probably has a big ego. It's a real power play, which is why I signed uh, uh, him. Welcome to One Topic. Do I say welcome? Yeah, you always say welcome. Okay, sorry. This is One Topic. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> you are listening to one topic. Come in. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ, and Autumn, it's my week to pick a Congrats. topic. Thank you. I want you, yes, I would like to have a party every time it is my week to pick a topic. All right. That's the way we need to proceed. I need to be told that I have meaning. You, you, I'm sure I haven't heard the topic yet, but I'm sure that it's going to be wonderful. And what you have chosen has deep significance to our daily lives. It does, especially your daily life. Well, this is why yeah. I picked. Um, well, yeah, you don't know what the topic right. is. Oh, I mean, I, well, I assume. <laughs> Look, if you're going to play, you got to keep your story straight. I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm just not good at playing sometimes. Hi, everyone listening. Want to play with us? <laughs> You just gross me out. Today's topic Download is. Download and subscribe if you like to play. Today's topic is change, and it's being grossed out by when people <laughs> claim that they're playing. Yeah. The recoiling effect it has on my existence, on my soul, on my consciousness. I'm gonna yeah. play with you. It's bringing um, a childhood sort of feeling into an adult situation and that's creepy like play with it we should keep our childhood curiosity Ooh. and our imagination yeah you can do those things without play with it Ugh, play with it <laughs> you, you can keep all those things I, I do agree that maybe the open-mindedness of being a child is something you should carry with you into adulthood but you don't have to go around and pretend you're on a mcdonald's play set in the ball pit we're playing <laughs> play with each other Ooh, let's play. If I was on a date, then we were so far off topic already. <laughs> if I was on a date and the woman said, let's go back to your place and play. Oh. I, I, no, no, no. I, good night. Oh, come back. Do you want to come back to my apartment and play? It would be gone. No. Whatever desire was there would be vacuumed out. Mm -hmm. It would be just in my brain sucked out gone 
and I would look at the person completely differently. But what if her apartment was filled with like a ball pit and a trampoline, like in big? <laughs> she really, she literally meant play. Uh, I mean, that's different. I still, I have no desire to go into a ball pit. What if she made a wish on a Zoltar machine and she became big and she was actually a 13-year-old girl? Yeah, which was never addressed in the film of how creepy that was. Yeah, when he touched her boob. When he when he turned the light back on so that we could see the adolescent boy wanting to see a boob. I thought that part was horrible. Yeah, the, <laughs> it should not be in this kid's movie. There are big problems in that film. Yeah. But today's actual topic, and I'm presenting it for you because, you know, we come into this this show and we don't claim to be experts on anything. We're just people who are trying to find our way through life stumbling or bumbling fools. Uh, and we just talk about things. Mm. And hopefully it's helpful for people, meaning they don't take advice that we have and run with it. They just listen and say, hey, they're idiots like I am. And that makes me feel better. It makes me feel not alone. But for once, I wanted to do a topic where one of us is an expert. And that is why I chose reality TV, because Autumn is an expert on this subject. I think if um, most of my television that I watch is reality TV. I know. That's why. So and, and it may be a strange thing. Reality TV, a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about, at least the things I was thinking about with it, they've been said before. Reality TV and the plight against humanity. Uh, you know, it's, it's been talked about since reality TV has started. So I'm, I'm not claiming this as original stuff, but it's I'm sitting down and I'm thinking in my mind about its real effect, which we'll get into because there's a lighter part of this, which is Autumn is an expert on reality TV. <laughs> She loves Is that it. the lighter part? <laughs> that you that you sit there and you watch it constantly. Yeah. Um, I made a list of all the shows that I watch. All right. Just run through that list as fast as you can. I don't want the, the descriptions. Okay. I just want yep. the list of all the reality shows. Okay. Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, Below Deck, Below Deck Med, Summer House, Southern Charm, uh, In the Past, Rachel Zoe Project, Survivor. Intervention, Hoarders, My Fun, 500 Pound Life, 19 Kids and Counting, John and Kate Plus 8, uh, The Old Real Worlds like New York, uh, Real World uh, Los Angeles, Real World San Francisco, Real World Seattle, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I lost count. I, I think was, that was it. I, was, I ran out of fingers. I was trying to count like, those are the one, Like I've seen other ones, obviously, but those are the ones that I would, I was like interested in and we'll watch that's and One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. So some of them aren't currently still airing, like those real worlds. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, in the past, but current ones for sure are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. <laughs> oh, nine. And then there's quite the range of types of reality shows in there because you had hoarders, mm -hmm. which is different than those Real Housewives. And, you know, are they that different, though? Honestly, well, we can sometimes get it. they're not different. It's all exploitation of people, mm. ultimately. OK. And they're choosing to do it. That, I, is I, a, that is a that is a piece of the pie. Yes. Exploitation is a percentage of it, but it's also other things. Well, I think it's changed a bit, too. When reality TV first started, I think it was more exploitation than people expected. They went in, they thought they're going to document this and then they watch it and they're blown away with how they're presented through editing. That's something that people didn't expect. Now everyone knows. They go in. They know what they're getting into. But part with, with, with shows like Housewives or The Bachelor, 
those kind of shows, people know what they're doing at this point because those yeah. don't even change. The the one reality show uh, I do for some reason watch. Uh, I, I'll watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. It's ridiculous. And Hoarders. Yeah, we can get into that. But that show is the same every damn season. It is exactly the same. There's people who come in. There's the bad person. There's the person who tries to tell The Bachelor or Bachelorette about the bad person. And ultimately <laughs> that person. Nothing changes in it at all. And it also presents a gross misrepresentation of how love should work. It, you know, it pushes this out, and this is my real problem with with reality TV. It's like some people know what it is, and they take it for what it is. But movies and scripted TV shows in general have also been guilty of this. They present love in a way that's unrealistic, and when people don't have that in their relationship, they think things are going badly because they just believe what is presented to them as being the truth. And this, especially if they didn't grow up with a model for what a relationship long-term relationships can be exactly so you know the bachelor yeah knowing someone for a few weeks six weeks or whatever the production schedule is and going to exotic places uh it's all the fantasy which is fine makes for some kind of entertaining product that people obviously watch but i think people watch that then they look at their fat spouse i shouldn't say fat because it could be a skinny piece of crap also (laughs) i'm trying to be aware of that you could just be. You, know, look at you their, were just painting a specific picture. It's okay. Yeah, I'm, because they're. If someone, there's many reasons someone could be overweight, but a lot of, overweight. A lot of times, though, it's like they don't care. They're not taking care of themselves. So. But also, how many overweight? You don't see anyone on The Bachelor who's any kind of different shape. Yeah, so I mean that make the people watching feel bad also. Yeah. But the person mm-hmm. looks over, they see their deadbeat spouse, and they say, "Oh, this is." I shouldn't even say that because that's a valid complaint if your spouse is dead. They look over and they look at their perfectly fine, attentive spouse who provides them with a stable relationship. And they say, what? Wow, this is wrong. Well, I want what's on TV. And then who knows what happens? The marriage starts to fall apart because the person pushes the other person away and starts to close off. Mm-hmm. All thanks to The Bachelor. Because that's what love or is the supposed bachelorette. to be. I'm supposed to meet someone and know instantly and also have... I don't know how many people are on the show. 30, 29 other people vying <laughs> no. for my love. And then. No one's thinking that specifically I, that there's to be 29 people after them. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. It's, it's more of a subconscious thing, too. It seeps in and I think it poisons people's thoughts. Yes. Um, so but yet I still watch it. But when I watched it with my girlfriend, I would constantly feel need to be like, that's not the way it works because it made me feel bad too. And I was like, oh, I'm not living up to the expectations that this show is setting forth. And then I felt the need to present reality at every given turn. Like, it's not the way it works. People just don't gallivant around the globe and do everything they want on a whim and have cameras follow them around. How many weeks are they together with the bachelors or bachelorettes i think it's a six-week production schedule which means that's the whole thing so at first when there are that many contestants they're not spending so much time with the person they ultimately end up with Mm -hmm. as as it whittles down then sure i guess they get more time with the person but and it's it always ends like i want a proposal at the end of this or it's i'm don't care it's like what if you just said i really like you and there's real potential here and i'm glad i met you on this tv show now let's take some time but a lot of times people, I'm here for a proposal and you're yeah. not ready to give that. You're out. It's like, okay. All right. I guess if they didn't end with a proposal and 
ended, like you said, like in a sort of more realistic way, it would be a little anticlimactic. Yes. Again, that's the thing. This is entertainment. So as a TV show, that's something that they want to, the producers want to put forth. It's like, all right, this is what's going to happen. But the people on the show, if they're treating it as more than a show, as a real way to find love, right. that's yeah. a ridiculous request. And just to sum this up, overall, reality TV show presents non-reality. Like it, that quite often, a lot of these shows, like even the ones you like, The Housewives, mm-hmm. what, what's the appeal? To, I'm not saying you're watching that and saying this is what my life should be, but I'm, I'm curious yeah. as to what the appeal is. Well, for Housewives shows, a lot of times it's about seeing people living lavishly and getting to semi-experience that. You know, when they go on these luxury vacations or when... I mean, I'm not so into like the products like they have a Birkin bag or they're wearing Louboutins or anything. I don't care about that. But when they're going places and they're freely, I don't know, they're having like cocktails with friends and they're having lunches. So, you know, so what's happening is you still are looking at this like, well, it's a peek into that world that I'll never have. But it'd be cool if I did live in that that kind of existence. I mean, I would like, uh, okay, when it, when it comes down to it, I wouldn't mind the option of dipping my toe into that world, but I don't want, I don't want to be friends with those women or anything. And I don't want to be that type of woman. Which is? But it's, it's just uh, like someone who has to keep up her face with surgeries or with, you know injections and whatever because everyone looks a certain way and i mean they have to do it because well they don't have to but you know they choose to do it especially because they see themselves on tv you know and that's hard to see i'm sure um and then uh they're also just like crazy people which makes it interesting it makes it fun to sort of break down people's motivations and um that's what I'm interested in a lot of times is the relationship dynamics between the women and sometimes between like the husbands or something. Sometimes they get in on the mix. <clears throat> but how real do you think that is? I think that there are certain ones that are not as real. So um, OC and Beverly Hills kind of suck um, there. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, there's not a lot of reality there. Um, but in New York, that is, that is a deep, deep well of fascinating things. I mean, <laughs> things happen, things, you know, three things will happen um, on like the Housewives of Beverly Hills. And they'll, each of them will be like these huge dust up scandals talked about for six episodes each. And that's why you lose interest. But New York, like 12 things will happen in one episode where like one thing that said on New York would have turned into a huge problem on another real housewives show, but it's just like looked over in New York and it's just so fascinating. And there are things happening in the New York one that you don't, you don't understand the true impact of it unless you've watched it from the very beginning. And it's, it's the great, oh, so they're <laughs> it's the greatest shows on TV. They're rewarding. One of the greatest shows on TV and TV's yes. golden age where there's great scripted content. This is one it's, of the best okay, things okay, on TV. Okay. This it, is, in its category, it's the, I think it's the best reality okay. show on TV. I'll give you that because you're the expert on okay. reality. In its category, you say it's the best and I will believe that. So if I had never seen this, which I actually have never seen, 
Okay. Real Housewives. You would like it because it's in what? New York. You'd see things that you know. That'd be the only reason I watched it. I know that location. I know where that is. That's what I liked when um when we first moved from Atlanta. I would watch Real Housewives of Atlanta and have like a whole new thing. I was just only looking for like where are they. But you then know, you I stopped the, listening to what they were saying. You see the editing involved where they jump oh, around to different parts of the city. It's like, that, no, there's no way that would have happened. <clears throat> or they'll they'll show like on, on Atlanta, especially they show like, you know, uh, Midtown and Piedmont and Piedmont Park and cool in the buildings down in the city. And then they show, you know, Nini's house, which is, I don't know, in fucking Tucker or something. <laughs> yeah, not in Tucker. That's too close. In um, like Decula. Yeah. Oh, even that wait, is that close? I, I I don't know how far away that is. I think it's a decent drive from Atlanta. Anyway, it is I don't a, know, Loganville. I don't know. Your point it, even if they were in Druid Hills at that point, like you're yeah. showing Midtown, you're not established establishing. No, they're not there's nobody that lives in the city of Atlanta anymore. I don't even think yeah, Candy doesn't even live there anymore. So how would you pitch this to me if you were telling oh, me Oh Atlanta, I didn't write that on my list. Oh, add it. What are we up to? All right, 60, ten. Sixty nine at that point. Yeah. And why that's <laughs> Oh, that was, I didn't mean to do that. 69. Oh, that was just, see, that's another one of those. This is what happens. Like, you're just around idiocy, and these things seep into your brain, and then when you have to pick an arbitrary number, it comes out of 16. I'm very embarrassed. I didn't want to say that. I, Are you going to mark the time and cut this out? No, I'm going to have to leave it, because we. <laughs> I like doing our show live to tape. I don't like it to be edited, so it yeah. has to stay in there. But ugh. Just sit and feel this feeling. Oh, yeah, this embarrassment. This, that I chose that and where some person on some other podcast would have chosen it on purpose and thought it was funny and they'd be cracking up like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you like the 69. Mm. Mm. Hey, go back and listen to our embarrassment uh, episode well, to this... see how we deal with this part. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good sell. We did a whole show on embarrassment. embarrassment. Go listen. This will be one of those things that I carry with me to the shower. And I remember uh-huh. that time you're recording the podcast with Autumn? Find out what what uh, Greg does in the shower when he's embarrassed on our embarrassment episode. So Available now on all your podcasts. What I was trying to say is I've never seen this show. And you're trying to get me to watch it. Just you have 15 seconds to tell me. How would you sum it up and say this is why you need to watch this show? What does it present? What does it offer? It offers you a glimpse into... Um, upper class wealth in New York. Out. I'm done. But it also, uh, you're in on the dynamics between the friendships of these women that are so insane. Of these vapid, soulless women. I'm out. No, no. In New York, they're not vapid. Okay. They are, New York is a whole different animal. Like, if you don't like the other um, Housewives shows, I kind of understand why. If you don't like New York, something's wrong. These women are Okay, so you at least got me. That's it. Yeah. That was more than 15 seconds. But even okay. though I shot you down twice, you got me somewhat interested because you said, no, 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 not with New York. It's so different. So then I it would watch. It is so different. Then I would watch one episode and I would get so furious that I wouldn't watch another. But I would. you got me at least watching one. Something right. like, you know, the keeping up with the Kardashians. It's another. I know why this is popular. People do have this obsession with this rich, uh, famous lifestyle. But the way it's presented Yes. Do they get to do glamorous things that most people don't have access to? Yes, that does exist. But it is presented as this is probably the way you would want to live. If you did a show, a reality show on poor people, would, mm. it, would it be glamorous? No. The way they'd spin it was like, look at this. This is not how you want to live. This is shit living. This is an awful existence. <laughs> but you could easily, 
actually find some people who weren't well-to-do and just document them without yes, but without spinning it. And that could be like the greatest dynamic between a family you've ever seen in your life. But for right, some reason, but the that's... Audience, the audience of with the audience who is watching these shows, they don't want to see... Like a lot of the people complain about housewives now, like bringing in their little kids too much because it's like, we got our little kids. We're not interested in seeing other people parent their kids. We want to watch you go on vacations and have fun and get drunk and not be hung over. And, you know, that's what we want to see. Right, the so problem with, with the Kardashians, <clears throat> I think, is because I don't care so much about, like I said, the products. So I don't care about like seeing what they're like spotting it, you know, in, in the show about like what they're wearing or what they're doing or whatever. And it's so much more fake. Um, the Kardashians are like, you know, they'll mention someone in the beginning of the episode, like, yeah, we're going to go to this place. And I, I hope I don't see so-and-so there. And then later when they're at the club, they're so-and-so yeah, like, like an shit. episode of curb your enthusiasm. Something always comes back. If something <laughs> yes. happens, it's like, whatever right, happens in the beginning, you're setting it up for something. Yeah, so I, that's too fake. I don't, I don't like that. So I don't, I don't like it so when you have shows standards. are are too cooked. So you can, like it. It, you're able to discern at this point because in my mind, Housewives and Kardashians would be exactly the same. Person. Oh, okay. Mm, no. All right. See, that's interesting to know. I'm noting. So that. I was in a couple episodes of Housewives just in the background because they came to where I was working. Did you serve? Were you serving at that point? I was serving. Mm-hmm. I was a cocktail you... waitress at the W and they did their season finale of season two or one there. And then um, in the and then uh, they had they came to the restaurant where I worked in Decatur uh, to have like a little get together and talk. Um, and I saw what happened, like the producer, like they 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 shoot some some conversation and then they stop and then the producer or whoever comes in and talks to them and says like, Hey, you know, um, you might want to talk about this now because this hasn't been brought up with you guys. And so one person brings something up. And so in that way, that feels still a more genuine because they're not saying like, and Phaedra, you're going to be mad at this. You know, it's more just like, Hey, this needs to be brought up because you guys haven't discussed it. So, I mean, they're, they're trying to craft a story. So right. the producer's keeping track of, thinking about the post-production process, yes. how they can edit this together. You have to create the same elements as any kind of scripted show. It's like you want drama and suspense and whatever the hell else. You're going for comedy with those, I guess, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. They're always goofy, you know, punctuated, <clears throat> accented with a, a sound effect. Someone does something, drops something, it's like... Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate those reality show sounds like that. Yeah, it's become... A whole standardized thing or the music, just the stock music they pick. And that when someone's like, there's like a wood block, like rattle that happens when, uh, when does that happen? When someone's being silly? I don't remember, but that it's like someone has said something or someone is sneakily doing something and then they have to play that so that the audience knows that there's something wrong. Yeah, and just to set the tone of the scene, you know, say a husband is sneaking around in the middle of the night because his housewife said, no more late night snacks for you. And he's going downstairs and the music's playing. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, like that. And then he knocks over a pan and then those other sound effects come in. It's like, bah, bah, bah. it goes to commercial. And no, before it goes to commercial, the tease is the housewife yelling from upstairs that she's caught him. And then it goes to commercial and like, oh, no. 
<laughs> I made well, that up. But that's annoying. I know that doesn't sound like a, any show. No, I should. That's a. That's the way they do it. Because sometimes these things just they got nothing going on. They got to create problems where they don't exist. Well, just last week on Summer House, told you not Summer to eat House salami anymore. Finale. Don't eat salami anymore in the middle of the night. You got it, housewife. Just kidding. Your t- this your scenario is like a NBC rom com or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be like a whole episode of King of Queens. Yeah. Yes, or uh, everybody loves Raymond. Well, no. I, I do think. And hold your th- I thought. I don't mean. I want you to forget your thought. But just because you bring up sitcoms, I do think like traditional sitcoms like that have been replaced by reality TV. Oh sure. And it, you know, I talk about the quality of reality TV. Not being the best, but it's not like TV in general in the past was great programming. It was, we got to turn this out fast. Let's get it out there. Uh, and sitcoms were the goofiest things you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Um, and like, I, have, you, have you gone back and watched any uh, Home Improvement? They're awful. I'm sure that's a gem. No, these are terrible shows. But what I think happened with reality TV is it did maybe push TV into this golden age of television, amongst other things. Like, you know, cable networks wanting to actually put out quality content and, uh, you know, Netflix comes around and then suddenly these networks have to compete. So there's a several things. But I think, you know, I'm going to say part of it was, well, now reality TV's taken over. So how can we compete with that? It's like not with their crappy sitcoms anymore. So let's make something really good. Yeah. Well, they still make the crappy sitcoms, but I guess they're just not making as much money or they're not getting as many eyes as they used to. Maybe there's still some that obviously make it. and There's a market for it. But yeah, I mean, that used to be prime time. Uh, programming sitcoms mm-hmm. and then you had a drama night usually once a week it seemed like right anyway you were <laughs> sorry you were talking about something else well I was gonna say the the more likely sort of set up uh, go to commercial comeback scenario is that somebody so on Summer House what just happened was this page this one of these girls was um, it was four in the morning and she got out of bed and she knocked on Carl's door and he's in his underwear and he gets up and, you know, he's like, oh, hi. you know, and she's laughing or something. Then they go to commercial, like the door closes and they go to commercial. So it's like, oh, Paige is going to finally sleep with Carl. <laughs> and then they come back from commercial and she's like, Can you have a charger. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh sure. wow. Misdirection. Yes. The misdirection that happens. All, that happens way more than other things oh and another thing that they do to cook episodes are um they'll say that a party is at okay so so and so is is throwing a party and it starts at eight and all the other housewives you know arrive around eight o'clock whatever it's fine and then one person who you know maybe they're setting up to be to be the villain of the season they tell her that the party starts at 9 30 and so or they don't send a car for her until it's until nine thirty or something, and so she arrives late. And but before that, it's all talking about like, well, where's so and so? Why isn't she coming? She never supports you. She doesn't support women. But <laughs> you know I mean, because they're so cooking but, their animosity. But you see, yeah, you see how set up that is. They introduce the topic. What about this person who's never on time and doesn't seem to respect you? Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Meanwhile, they're delaying the person from arriving on time right. just to set up the reaction in the end, so they yeah. can capture. Like it's again. It's a form of entertainment as long as you know that and you're watching it for that. My fear is a lot of people watch it and because, again, Real Housewives is portraying a life that people seemingly want to live. And then they see how these people act somewhere that seeps in. And then I think they – I don't know if they completely mimic 
but it alters behavior, alters expectations. And a lot of those shows, I, I we'll get into the other ones because you brought up intervention or you brought up uh, hoarders. I was going to bring up intervention. Um, you know, those are a little bit different with the way they present things. They're still yeah. exploiting people, but they quite often these type of shows show the worst of human behavior. And then people are watching it and thinking reality TV, this is how it really is. And it gives a skewed view of what I hope the world isn't. Well, I mean, you have to, you have to have a little bit of a brain. I mean, you're not, I don't trust anyone to have a brain. That's my problem. Right. <laughs> I think so because, many I mean, people if are you stupid. watched real housewives of orange County, you would think that when you go to orange County, you're going to like see these women around. Do you know what I mean? Or like if you go to California at all, you're going to just run into movie stars every which way you turn. I mean, that's not using your brain. You got to use your brain and be like, yeah, these. I'm sure that there's a portion of what I'm seeing that's real. You know, and I mean, half of these women on these shows aren't even friends off season. They're just like or like <laughs> a new housewife is introduced and the, and one person, usually one person in the group vouches for them. Like, I've known so and so for 40 years. And so, I, you know, she's my new friend. I'm going to introduce her to my other friends who are not really my friends. Um, and then, you know, they only last one season because they suck or they're too much trouble or who knows and then they just disappear so like this person who said like i've known them for 40 years they come in and then they're gone like where were they i thought you guys were friends why wouldn't we see them over and over if we're watching your life every day audience didn't like them they didn't but i'm saying like if you can't say that they're your you're like your deeply connected friend like, and I, then the whole season like vouch for them and defend them and whatever and then they're just dis they just disappear for the next season i get it and what you said, you have to trust that people are, can think. I, every problem I have, I think, in my life, and the reason I get so worked up about things is because I don't trust that people can actually think for themselves. It's in, like, so you're well, being, that, I mean, that is true. I mean, some people can't. You're being manipulated by this person. And no matter what the context is, mm -hmm. like you're being manipulated, you're falling forward, and you're just going to believe whatever. Right. And, you know, if I can put that aside, then sure, reality TV is fine. But I just have this image, people sitting there, Eyes wide open, mouth agape, drool coming out. It's like, ah, oh, this is the life I want. This is the way I need to act to mimic my idols. <laughs> and then, then you've got a society of morons running around wreaking havoc on one another. Backstabbing. Yeah, you need to have like a stable foundation of, I don't know, reality before you can... Which we don't. No one teaches us what actual reality is. You're presented this idea of what you're supposed to be, but it's somewhat vague and people just throw terms down there that are operating in extreme ends of spectrums and you don't realize yeah. things are nuanced and subtle and that's why I don't trust anyone to make any valid decisions on their own. But Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are there are, I think the um, when I start to feel like maybe I should get a little work done, not any surgery, but just maybe a little Botox, maybe a little Restylane or something. It's because I'm watching these shows and these women look a certain way. And but especially they when they've just started it and they, and they look good and not, and haven't like tipped over to the other side of grotesque. You know, I, I think, well, maybe I could just do a little bit, <laughs> but then it also, you work through that because then you see their faces as the seasons go on and they get weirder and weirder looking. And then you compare them from when they first started to the current day. And you're like, oh, God, you can't start that kind of thing because it just <laughs> it just gets out of hand and you look crazy eventually. Well, I'm glad you realized that. Yeah. And that's, you know, 
if we're going to promote other shows, we did the show on vanity where we talk about this in detail. Yes. And ultimately my stance on it is it's the person's choice. If it'll make them happier. I just don't like the fact that they feel like they need to do it to, to make them happy. Ha- yeah, yeah. To be happier. But, uh, so different types of shows outside mm-hmm. of these, what were some more on your list that don't fall into this housewives type category <laughs> where you're following around the group of friends who are backstabbing and gossiping? Yeah. Uh, intervention hoarders, my 500 pound life. I love watching my 500 pound life and eating 600, 600. You're the expert. Come on. Oh shit. I can't believe I said 500. Six. I know. Change it in my notes just for 500. Doesn't, I wouldn't watch a show where a person was 500 pounds trying to lose the weight in the struggle. No, that's too. Yeah. Anybody can do that. 600 though. I'm in. So I like, I like watching my 600 pound life and eating because I'm like, I'll never get that big. <laughs> like I can eat this whole, I can be gross and eat this whole thing and get sick. And like, I'll never be that big. So I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> it should be the opposite. Like I shouldn't eat at all because look what it could turn into. You're just looking at how bad it could get. And you're saying it won't get that bad. I'll but never you, be that bad. But if it gets a little bad, you know, you're going to feel bad about yourself. So you don't need to get to that extreme. Yeah. To start beating yourself up over the fact you sat there and ate a whole tub of ice cream. I've never eaten a whole tub of ice cream. Like in one sitting. Have you? Um, a pint of ice cream. But that's yeah, not. Yeah, a pint is doable. Yeah. The, the tub, no, but I get close. <laughs> half. And then in the morning, the other half. So within a, <laughs> within a span of 12 hours, the thing is gone. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying. Even if you're not watching that show, there's this idea. It's like, yeah, it'll take a while until I get there. But you continuously eat a whole tub of ice cream within 12 hours, it'll, it'll happen. Oh, sure. It'll, it'll start to get there. So what do you think about, I mean, I think my 600-pound life and hoarders are a little bit more, in, in the pie chart of what these shows are, I think the, there's a portion, obviously, that is ex- exploitative. Um, but I feel like intervention is one that is... I don't know maybe a little less exploitative. Well, they lie on intervention to the people that they're following around the addict right. because if they tell the addict that it's intervention they're probably not going to do the show so they usually say they're documenting someone who has a drug problem right. and then the intervention comes into play i think these shows serve a purpose they bring to light real struggles intervention specifically with addicts and you know there's a lot of stigma attached to that and maybe it, it opens people's minds to what the struggle really is like. And it doesn't villainize the addict. It it shows you the struggle of I mean, the family, but also the addicts, what they go through. Yeah, and it shows their bad behavior, which is a real part of addiction. Definitely. Like when people automatically assume addicts are bad people, I don't like that. Sometimes addicts are bad people just because there are bad people all over the place. Sometimes they do bad things while they're addicted. And depending what happens after that, if they, you know, make amends, it doesn't need to define them. But those shows, you know, Hoarders, I was watching this morning because we're recording this on Sunday and I have a Sunday morning routine. There's always the Hoarders marathon on. Leave me alone. (laughs) They use that woman, the, the promo. And she's one who's just so nasty. I try to be empathetic towards these people. And most of them I am. There was a there was a man who had all these rats. Did you ever see this one on Hoarders? They were domesticated rats, but he let them loose and then they just bred. And oh, no. Yeah, was, yeah. He, he was forced out of his house and lived in the smaller house out back, I think, 
uh-huh. they came in and they were taking his rats away and it's all he had and he was crying and it was like very moving. It's like this person yeah. has real struggles in their life and this is being shown and, and brought to light. Um, but that woman who's like, leave me alone. I hate her. And she's <laughs> just, I, I can understand that she's got her issue, but she's also very mean to everyone involved. And yeah. the show, though, these shows, the one thing that bothers me with them is it's the lead. The whole show is leading up to this moment where you're hoping the person becomes rehabilitated or, you know, finds success in their life. And intervention's the worst. It just shows them in rehab for three minutes, which I, you can't have the cameras in there. I get that. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing real work, that doesn't you don't need that distraction. So it shows them, and then it just cuts to text on screen. They relapse six weeks later, quite a, quite oh, often. No, which is a real part of it too. But or they like they stayed in there for three days and they la- they checked themselves out and then they're back back with their horrible girlfriend <laughs> or something. Yeah, and then that's oh. a real part of it. It's very difficult. And it to- leaves you. It's. It's such a great show because it leaves you with the same feeling that maybe their family is feeling. But I would like to see more of what happens after. They uh, have those episodes. They have like intervention, you know, like after the intervention or something. I want to see some more of the process. It just usually the ends always feel rushed. It's just yeah. all this stuff. Here's this. Here's this. And then it shows the quick, uh, you know, overlay of a dirty room and a clean room on hoarders. And okay, I guess the person's okay now. Yeah, so and so is, you know, they're in therapy. Their house is still sort of clean. They're still like working on the garage. I hate and hoarders when they're like, look, we cleaned everything up except for this one room. We're going to like, we put a lot of the stuff that we <laughs> like that they wouldn't let us throw away, and that's in that back room. And she's going to work on cleaning that up. Yeah, you like, still no, give she's them. not. That's <laughs> just going to start spreading in. You got to give them a little bit, right? But so these people, I. There's a level of exploitation. I uh, yeah. hoarders more so people know what they're signing up for. Obviously, the person has to give permission to be filmed. Um, so it, it's I don't think it's so awful. Intervention. I think the premise or the guys up front of we're just documenting you. It's misleading. You think that's bad though, because it's for like a greater cause. Yeah, but somewhere in whatever paperwork they sign, it probably says once you find out what this is, you can't you can't revoke it you still we still get to use it the footage all right and you I think would, that that's a little i would assume but principled yeah and like my 600 pound life those people are trying to get the surgery which will be done through the show so yes i'll put my life on display so hopefully i can get this surgery yeah the, i uh, hate when they go to that doctor and he's like you're not eating your 1200 calorie diet <laughs> you know and he's like oh i only eat one snack a day he's like you can't have you would have lost weight if it was 400 calorie you know <laughs> he's very robotic yeah and cold I, 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 that's yeah i think that's fine i get pissed off like with intervention or or i don't know with hoarders or my 600 pound life because i always think of myself as the care taker no i'm sorry not the caretaker but the person offering help and i feel like if they give me any kind of runaround especially like in hoarders like you're talking about that woman being angry and be like yeah i'm like fucking fine just die then you know what i mean like if you're not gonna take my help i'm doing all of this shit for you i'm not gonna keep busting my ass and you don't want it i'm fucking out that quite often happens though the family members and the friends get so fed up they do they they shout at each other and i think that is i don't think that's manipulated that's just actually happening yeah there's real frustration there uh it is asking those people to carry a lot 
It's like you yeah. understand that this person's struggling and they have a mental disorder. It's like, but how much abuse are you supposed to put up with? At some point, you have to say, all right, I tried. I supported you. I let you know that you're not alone. I gave you room. I'm, I'm done now. Yeah. Which no, still feels bad for you if you're the person who said I'm done and you're leaving that person. But, you know, you got to look out for yourself a bit also. Mm-hmm. It's like I put in my time. You still want to be the nasty wench who doesn't give up the uh, house that you don't own. I think that's what that lady if I, I may be getting it confused, but I think she lived in a house that she no longer the leave me alone lady, no longer owned. And the new uh-huh. owners were trying to be very supportive of her. And, you know, they bought this house. They wanted it. And they needed her out. And they actually gave her such leeway. And she was still being so nasty. And I think that's why I don't like her. Yeah. But <laughs> if like, you think about, you know, what the real issue is is probably like some kind of abuse as a kid and then they couldn't form healthy relationships as adults and then they decided to put whatever energy they had into their things and then if they lost anything it was a total rejection of themselves you know i mean like it it really comes from sad places it's the same with my 600 pound life every one of those people were like molested well, you know what I mean, they always say like, I don't know, I just eat one meal a day, and then it turns out they eat like fourteen meals a day, and then they say like, I'm saying every and then they go to therapy one. for two seconds on the show, and they're like, yeah, I was molested. Not every single one. I mean, that's yes, traumatic events trigger these things. Yeah, but they got to keep people away. But that's sometimes how they keep people away. Sometimes just anxieties. I'm not a hoarder, but I see, I keep things that I probably shouldn't keep, that I don't need to keep because I attach meaning to them. Like there's the different types of hoarders that I see. Some just I'm sorry, have, I didn't think hoarders were molested. I'm talking about the 600 pound life people. But even but then, I, I know what you're saying. But all of them, I mean, you can't I just mean, assign, you can't assign that to everyone. Okay, I'm not going to say all of them because words have meaning, but a very high percentage of them. So the hoarders, there's the people who keep things that seem to have sentimental values. Like I get that. There's people who just keep trash. It's like, okay, there's this piling up empty containers and. Yeah. So, cause yeah, they show you something and it's like, well, I was going to sell that. And it's like, okay, I can logically place that in a, uh, in a, in a, in a fray. I get it. But when they, when you open up their like bathroom and it's just like black sludge, like toilet paper, their, to- their toilet doesn't work. And like, what, what are you, or why are you keeping all those diet Coke bottles for? There's just the triggering event. Usually with that one, someone's death, right? Someone dies that they're close to. And this is what I'm saying. I keep these things. I have the sentimental attachment to objects. And if a person died, I could see how it could push me into hoarding more. But you wouldn't keep all of your seltzer bottles. No, I wouldn't to begin with. I don't know how it progresses, but let me just go grab. I'm just going to go to this drawer and I'm just going to grab a handful of random stuff. We'll see what actually I end up getting. This is our own reality show. We need the reality show sound that. So this is it's probably no reason for me to have. Um, all right, here's something. All right, so this is this is relatively new, but I enjoyed this night. So I, it goes into the drawer. The David Byrne show, you and me and Eric and everyone went to see at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That was October 2nd of 2018. Oh, here's something. Fits in the tantrums at the Music Hall of Williamsburg. On Wednesday, February 16th, 2011. I didn't even care about that band, but my mom was in town and I was working at the radio station. I was like, let's go to this. So she went with me and I was like, that was nice. Uh, That's here, sweet. Here's a dad's garage theater sports from Saturday, February 27, 2016. New Jersey Devils versus New York Ranger. A lot of ticket stuff is end up what I 
what I ended up grabbing. I feel like people keep tickets. That's okay. This is uh, Friday, November 5th, 2010. Here's a Dell preferred account card. The last time I oh. bought a PC was 2002. Uh, established November, oh, sorry, 2003. Uh, Why do you have that? I don't know. Because uh, it reminds me of living at 1660 Peachtree and buying that computer. And that meant something to me. I was like, well, I just bought my own computer. I think I'm an adult now. And I like that time of my life. Uh, Conan mm. O'Brien live at the Beacon Theater on November 3rd, 2011. Here's Tickets, a, I feel like, are that's fine. The Dell card is bordering on, I don't understand. Here's a, an AirTran boarding zone four. Uh-oh. And this is a, for? See, I could be on this reality TV show. I don't want to get too far off, but it does tie into to hoarders. You're right. Tickets are fine. And I just ended up grabbing that section of that drawer by accident. Okay. Uh, where the wild things are, the movie. Remember that movie? Everyone yes. was excited about it, and then it wasn't that good. Yeah. Uh, uh, November 10th, 2009, Auditorium 13 at the Regal Union Square. <laughs> there you go. Why do you ha- why'd you keep that? Uh, I went with my friend Dave, and I enjoyed it, even though I didn't like the movie so much. But you enjoyed your time with Dave? Yeah, here's the City College of New York. Congratulations. It gives me great pleasure to inform you of your acceptance as a transfer student to the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, Science Division at City College, December 13th, 2010. You went to school in New York? Uh, I applied because I was going to go back and study physics, and then the uh, the what's the person, the, the advisor, or, okay. uh, she was nasty, and I just quit. I gave up. Because I had to test into math, and I hadn't done math in a decade, and I tested pre-calculus, and I said, that's pretty good. And she said, not good enough. I said, all right, I'll take the classes to catch up. She's like, I see you've done journalism. Why don't you just be one of those people who writes about science? Like, Whoa. <gasps> you nasty. Bitch. You nasty lady. She's probably a hoarder. Uh, here's, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to go through and spend the rest of the show going through this. Uh, I'm just looking for something that's other than ticket stubs. Which they do exist. Um, but the point is, all this stuff represents something in my life that probably at the time, a lot of these things I went to, I didn't even want to go to. But after the fact, I said, that was fun. So I'm going to relive the memories of that thing that I didn't really enjoy in the moment, but I enjoy thinking about it. Uh, that's going to live through these inanimate objects. <laughs> and then someone dies and... It spills over, and I'm on hoarders yelling at people, Leave me alone! Leave me alone! But those shows are more documentary style. Uh, They're presenting things as not exactly they happen, but I think more so than some of these shows. Right, I think so too. And, And, I mean, there are different sort of categories, right? There's, I don't know, lifestyle... Uh, there's there's the sh- the game ones like RuPaul's Drag Race or Survivor. What do you think about those game ones? Well, and even the Bachelors are sort of their game. It's kind of and the cooking shows fall into that too. The mm-hmm. reality. The, oh, I guess is that re- is a British Bake Show? Is that another one? That's a reality show. It's All right, also make a coo- it a, make it ten. It's also a cooking show and it's a game show. Right. Um, it's been mentioned before that. Great British Bake Off, as it's called in Britain. I don't know why we changed it here to Baking Show, because Americans don't understand what a Bake Off is. No, but I don't uh, that represents a lot of good nature in people and humanity, because they're all there. They love baking. Yes, they want to win, but they're not being nasty about other people in the process of it. They're not trying to sabotage other people. 
There's no shit talk about other people. At right. Least, at least on no camera. No one's trying to sabotage each other. At least on camera. And they actually help each other sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then there's no prize money. They're just in it to say that they did it and won, which I think is a nice thing. I do too. It is really nice. So that's something I can get behind. I know. I don't. I don't. Um, oh. Top Chef. I have to write that down too. Top. <laughs> the chef. list continues to grow. Do you watch uh, Dr. Pimple Popper? No. Mm-mm. And that sounds like you don't watch it because you can't watch it. No, thank you. Not interested. No. Too gross. Mm-mm. 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 I'll watch like a knee surgery. I don't want to. Wa- <laughs> I don't want to watch that. You can't. Watch- if it's on myself, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> you can't watch the creamy skin cell filling of cysts be evacuated on TV. No, and I, I understand its appeal because, like I said, if it was on myself, I would be, you know, like if you find like a ingrown hair and you pull it out and it's super long, it's so fun and satisfying or some crazy blackhead that you've never noticed all of a sudden and it's like this, you know, bullet comes out of it. You're like, wow, you know, it's interesting, <laughs> kind of fun. But when it's not, it's someone else. No, thank you. I, I didn't think I could watch that one either, but now I am into it. Yeah, I don't seek it out, but if it's on, I will I'll say, oh, this is mindless, and I'll put this on. And as opposed to the, the shows we were just talking about who really um, highlight people who are struggling in their lives, this one, they don't need any of that because the interest in, is in this gross growth on the person. Right. Some of them, oh. some of the people are feeling bad about it, but then they're immediately happy when she gets rid of it. Botched is another one. Yeah, that one's insane. Yeah, I like that one. I, I'm, I'm botched. I, I like the fact that the doctors actually do tell people no sometimes. Well, that's every episode. They have they have uh, three three people, right? And two of the people actually get something done. And one is usually someone that they've asked to come in and is not necessarily even interested. So um, some drag queens were approached and told to come on um, just because they wanted them to come on. Like they weren't seeking any plastic surgery. Um, but they would have to come on and be like, um, yeah, I'm not happy with this. I want this to be done. And then they tell them like, oh, no, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. So, you know, the formula for the show. Yeah. Because you're the expert. Yeah. I forgot. Because I'm the expert. <laughs> so um, every time there's one person who's done such outrageous, ridiculous things, they say no more. They shut them down. There's well, those one. are the those, so there's there's people who have applied for the show and those are the two that they get something done. It's usually a nose job and then some like breast issue. You know, and then the third the third person is someone that they've asked to be on the show where it's like my boobs are so big. They're like, you know, those gigantic, obscene circus, big boobs. And they'll say, like, I want to get bigger boobs, you know, and they're like, you really shouldn't. And then she's like, OK, and then it's over. But isn't it usually they're not going to do it, but I'll find someone who will. Yeah, they do say that. They're like, I go back to Brazil. I get it done there. <laughs> OK, enjoy dying. <laughs> Yeah, they just tell them like, you know, all these complications. I like that those people are real doctors, even though they both have uh, they're both from Real Housewives of uh, OC. They are. And Beverly Hills. I yeah, mean, that, there's, a tie, Nass- there's yeah. a tie in. There. Oh, my God. Paul Nassif is from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. He was um, uh, Adrian Maloof's husband. They're, they are not married anymore. And then um, what's the other guy's name? I don't know their names. Terry Dubrow. Yeah, you got he, it. He is uh, Heather Dubrow's husband uh, from Real Housewives of OC. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. 
the Dubrows. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the Dubrows were my favorite. <laughs> I really took the Dubrows from episode one. And Terry Dubrow was uh, part of that show, the the uh, the Swan or Ugly Duckly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You remember that show? What was that? I, I remember no. that, but fill me in. Yeah, it was where they would take, you know, unfortunate looking people and then give them tons of plastic surgery and then they would reveal you know like they'd go through the recovery process with them and then they would like reveal them as like this is how you look before and now you look like this now jerry seinfeld hosted it huh hey, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> okay but british reality shows are even crazier do you know anything about british reality no out- outside of uh Great British Bake Off, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's one. I forget what it's called. It's probably called something like, you know, Top top of the Pops. I don't know. So they they have a, a young couple. They, they, they give them a vacation, but they're taping the whole time with, like, you know, cameras in the rooms. During and maybe like they're not allowed to leave the room for do they know uh, the cameras are there? Yes, they know the cameras are there, but they don't know that the parents of one of the couple is watching the camera, the, the, the feed. So they're watching them like have sex. They're watching them argue with each so other. So do you think this is real? I think you could pull that off for a season when you get all the people lined up, maybe too. But at some point, people know that that show exists. And so if someone says, eventually, yeah, yeah. hey, we're going to put you in here and there's cameras in the room and just go about your business Like you yeah. have to know what's going That's on. That's the problem with any of these shows. When they start out, it is more realistic. But now when people know what the show is, it becomes a caricature of the show, which is a problem for any show. The Simpsons has become a caricature. You know what I mean? Like this character would say something like this in this situation instead of it just being a natural, like, I think Homer would do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the Simpsons would riff on pop culture and amongst many other things, but itself became a part of, such a part of pop culture's history. It's like, right, it, can't it was exist like a snake like that eating any- its tail. Yeah, it you can't exist know. like that anymore. I have not watched a new episode of that in quite a while, but or some of these shows, as you were saying, you know, they become caricatures. I feel like sometimes they start out like that. Jersey Shore. So they, they just casted. Oh, I love oh, Jersey Shore. I yeah, like they, they casted train wrecks on purpose. And then like, we'll put these people together and just watch them. I we'll loved just, Jersey Shore. I don't even know how much manipulation actually was needed for that one. Because those people just get them drunk. They're already they, unstable. They didn't have, there was no TV. There were no phones. Yeah, it's like, I mean, there was that duck phone. But that was, you know, they didn't have any computer of any sort. But I mean, that was always the thing with the real world. Also, obviously, cell phones weren't around and they had one phone. But there was no TV. Um, and plenty of booze. They fed them booze. I don't. So I don't remember the first season as much. The very first one, the, the, the New, New York. York. Did they have a lot of alcohol in that one? No, that one was more about um, lifestyles. They were bringing in people from all kinds of walks of life, and you know, like the sort of more country girl got in a big race argument with the sort of more militant black member of the cast. And um, they had other black folks on the show, but it was more like, you know, this girl was like a female rapper, you know? And then they had like the white guy who eventually hosted like that um, MTV workout show. Do you remember him? No, he always has his shirt off. He was whatever. (laughs) So, you know, he was, um, 
more sort of plugged into sort of some sort of like black culture or whatever, but he was white, but I think his name was like Tony. You know what I mean? Like he was Italian. I don't know. And then, um, yeah, they had, they had a, uh, maybe they had a gay guy and like a, anyway, so they, that in the beginning, it was more about different people from different places having to negotiate their relationship with strangers who were very different from them. Which hadn't been done before. So watching that held enough value. I was like, wow. Yeah. It was really interesting. Think about the one with like Puck and um, what's his name who died of AIDS. You know what I mean? I think that was San Francisco. That was. I think that that was the second season, right? Yeah. You know what sucked about that was that like even back then in those early seasons, there were two seasons right in a row where like they found a dog. Oh, I guess we have to take care of this dog for a while. And I was like, what? I smelled bullshit even back then. I was like, how did this new season also find a dog? But even so that show also, it, it should have existed for maybe three seasons. Because yeah. once you get past that, people say, I've seen this before. I've seen yes. these people from all these different walks well, of life. MTV, did a, they did a good job of normalizing that. Like, look at all these different types of people. They exist. Uh, let's just bring them to the spotlight. And yeah. And also show that they can coexist, but the struggles that come with that. That's interesting. But you get past that, and then people say, I've seen that. So then you just have to pick the ones who are train wrecks and then just feed them alcohol. And then the consultants come in probably and say, like, sex. We need more sex. People respond to sex. And so every real world would start out with, like, them look, you know, being in the apartment or looking in the wherever their fancy new digs and then get everybody getting in the hot tub and then like chicks making out with each other and them going to a club. Like we're all going to go out and then like, we're all going to, people are going to be making out and who's hooking up. And it just became so, I don't know. There was no substance anymore. No, but everything, every discussion or every um, conflict that may have sparked some interest was all fueled by alcohol, which makes it invalid almost. I agree with you, but it's still entertaining for the person watching. No, watching, it became less entertaining for me. They even still do it. The real world. I don't know if they, they do. do real world road rules challenges still. <laughs> okay. Who cares? Where, yeah, where they, you know, they're like up on a platform and there's a bunch of water and then they have to fight each other yeah, with like fungo it, bats or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Kit from the first season of real uh, road rules. It's like, how old are you now? You're 16. You're still on the show. It's like, jump off the waterfall. It's like, okay. Yeah. You're like, I have a family. <laughs> I don't. When was the last season of Road Rules? Why do they even still hold on to that? I don't know. Road that, Rules. That brand. I liked Road. I liked that first season of Road Rules. I did road too. Rules. I enjoyed that first season. Uh, I don't remember any of the people. I just remember enjoying the show. I enjoyed anything more so because I had a crush on a girl who liked it. And then after <laughs> yeah. after school, I would go to my friend. Mark's house, who actually lived a few doors down. So I'd tell my mom, and I'd go hang out with her and watch Road Rules. Aww. Did you hold hands? No. Did she know you liked her? <gasps> she the one that you left the note for in the locker? No, that's a completely different person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think after that locker incident, leaving the note, which you can hear about in the embarrassment episode, uh, I was like, I'll never tell anyone that I like them again. That was the um, end of it. Can I tell you something I wrote down about The Hills? Do you remember The Hills? <laughs> no. Uh, it was on MTV. It was when you, when the f- commercials first started, it was a scripted reality show is what they said. They called it a scripted reality show because then I was completely uninterested. Like once they said it was scripted, I was like, oh, then I'm not interested. 
but people started to like it and people were talking about it and then the commercials stopped saying scripted and started saying it was a reality show and that these people were were real people um real situations but I remember, I feel like I'm the only person and I feel like maybe it wasn't true. I don't know. Maybe I had a dream or something, but I would swear that it was supposed to, that it was a scripted show. And you can tell when you watch the show because they would have like a two camera A and B back and forth between the person talking, and the person reacting or whatever. And you would, when you would go from one shot to the other, based on the camera angles, you should have seen the camera from the other point of view but you never did so what they did was that they shot the one person's dialogue and got some reactions on the other side and then shot the other person you know and then like edited it together i i felt like i was losing my mind and i was telling people like it's not real they're like yes it is lauren conrad like no it's not i remember the commercial people buy into it though that's that's my fear you just illustrated my fear no 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 it's totally real a lot of people watch it and i think (laughs) And I mean, to sum it up, if there's anything else, any other show you wanted to talk about? Uh, Before I give my Jerry's final thought. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to quickly talk about those weird fringe reality sort of shows, like the ones where they make swords. Have you seen those? You're talking about Forged in Fire? (laughs) Yes. Where they make knives and... (laughs) They have to make them, like, historically accurate and things like that, I think. Yeah, but... uh, you so that one's got a few challenges or uh-huh. one challenge where everyone's in the forge on set uh-huh. and they're given scrap metals then they have to make a certain type of historic knife out of those metals <laughs> and they do the best they can and then the last two contestants get to go home for a while and that's when it has to become really accurate with whatever weapon oh, okay but, but my favorite thing yeah, they test them and the one guy that says your weapon will kill <laughs> okay yes your weapon will kill <laughs> um the ones where they like tattoo people like tattoo yeah i tattoo I, much i think is what I've, I've had no interest in watching those there was yeah. that yeah we were bombarded with these tattoo reality shows which if anything it was a counterculture at some point that maybe the producers thought Wow, we bring this to most people in America. This they'll be interested in seeing the even that boring. Yeah, I don't understand the reasoning behind this. You went to um, watch any of this? I had. I used to watch that one with Kat Von D. Do you remember? It was like Sunset Strip. Yeah, something. I can't I used to watch I, that. I couldn't talk about the show, but I yes, I remember her. And yeah, I was that. There, the first one, there was something. Maybe that's why. Yeah, so many... and then it turned into other ones that seemed real fake, like like Black Ink Crew, where it's like all the black um, artists, tattoo artists, and it's like they all they do is fight and argue. It's like, what is this? Real Housewives of Atlanta? <laughs> I mean, there was American Chopper, where they built motorcycles. Oh fuck that show so hard. Oh, and fuck that other one too, where they're like they're like looking for scraps of things. junk American junkyard. Pickers. American Pickers. My yeah. parents love that, or yeah. maybe my dad. <laughs> that, one, that one's somewhat. In, that one's somewhat interesting if you're just into learning about the history. I of hate the objects. fake like chick that calls in. She's like, "I got a good one for you. Go down Route Three. There's a place." 
Oh, yeah, and they pretend there was a time they went up and, like, we're just cult calling this house. And the guy's, get out of here. Yeah. And he threatens them. And I had set up that none of that's yeah. real. The, but the camera's inside the house already before. They and the person's even knock. the person's mic'd. It's like, oh, they already got. <laughs> I mean, if someone's got a, a lav mic on them, a lot of times if someone's hugging them, you hear it. You hear it yeah, rustle. That... Yeah. yeah. So. That happens on catfish quite often. They knock on the door and then the tension's building and the person's going to be revealed for who they really are. And then they already have the mic on them. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So, and I know that. I know that's the way it happens. But yeah, it's presented and people think they're getting a genuine reaction. I do think they hide the other person and maybe Neve and what's, maybe they don't actually see the person, but the crew's been there and they've set up and they've gotten ready and then they, the the meeting could be genuine in the sense that it's the first time all those people on camera are meeting. But well, okay, I mean that's a little bit more subtle. But what you're talking about with American Pickers and the person saying "Get out of here!" No, yeah, it's just blatant, <laughs> yeah. blatant. I'm gonna get my gun. Yeah, go, gotta go. And then they say something like, "It's a tough job, you know, but it's all part of it. Right, we do what we love." I'm like, okay, great, good for you. Yeah. You've parlayed yeah. this. This it's hobby. the same. Th- it's the same one with the um. Uh, with the pawn shop where they're like, uh, um, oh, someone comes in with a, a, a rare um, aluminum can collection and they don't have any idea. But I've got a guy who's an aluminum cans historian. You know? <laughs> like, oh, you just have that guy on hand. OK. Yeah. Just hang out. Yeah. Just <laughs> he'll be here in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. In reality. That guy's like on vacation. Like in reality, that guy's like not in town. Even those he's guys at, a, at an aluminum can historian convention. He's not there. <laughs> he can't make it. You're gonna have to come back two weeks when he comes back from California. Those guys aren't even in the pawn shop much anymore. They exactly. I, they, they actually did work there, but now they're not even there except for when they're filming. And that show had awful segments of scripted crap. Right. Oh yeah. Amongst yeah, yeah. them. Where just goofy Ooh. things happen. I got this Star Wars lightsaber. Don't touch it. I'm telling you, don't use it. Don't touch it. And then you see him in the back on security cam swinging around having a fake fight. And the uh, goofy music's playing again. And I I guess people like it. They think it's funny. No, I can't. What about the one where they, they uh, bid on what might be in the storage unit? <laughs> storage words. That one is one of the most scripted, fakest ones there is. <laughs> yeah. it, it, uh, if you read about that, that one is just completely set up you know what also is kind of set up is the um oh, what's the one where they have to go through like a flea market and pick out uh, uh what people are selling and then they have to re make them into something that they sell at the farmer's market later shit what is that one called i've never seen this one we used to watch it it has someone like the host of it is this blonde woman who's like on good morning america or something um, but it turns out that one's kind of fake too. That um, they because the the host isn't she comes in and out of the show, but in reality they film her parts the whole time. Like the only they, they film her her they film her parts in bulk, so it's supposed to be like at the end of the day that she's you know awarding someone the winner, but really she did that hours before they even started the flea market you know what i mean like there's all kinds of weird timing things it's the same thing with rupaul rupaul's drag race when it's down to the final two contestants they even when it's in the big auditoriums um 
versus all stars they still film every single every person who was able uh, who was eligible to win they film each of their winnings because and then they don't and then they decide later who the actual winner is and then they get to see who wins the, the contestants in real time as the audience because they've filmed every winner so that they can't be leaked as who's the winner they can't go off then and like leverage their win before the episode has aired that's interesting i mean that's a way to protect the ratings and get yeah. people to tune in and i get that and also yeah it's pretty common if there's a host of some sort that person especially when they get a little too big for their britches like i'm I, i'm only putting in this amount of time i'm in and out and i yeah. I, I think going back to american pickers the same thing those guys all of it's set up and it's like come on do your thing we'll get this there's something over there go grab that talk about that it is a little more than you think uh, right. even with a show like that that's presenting it as organic. Uh, the, the appeal of those shows, though, you hate American Pickers and Storage Wars. Uh, I think just people like the idea of finding little hidden treasures because a lot of people, that maybe that's in my basement or my attic. That's the appeal. Right. I do think about that. I think maybe this you know, thing that we got at the Goodwill is actually worth a bunch of money, but it's just hanging in my thing, and then maybe my kids will see it one day when I die, and they'll come I don't know to antiques roadshow nah never is never worth anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think you got something the guess nope not 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 nearly what you think yeah it doesn't mean it doesn't exist so don't give up keep going okay, I'll keep never searching give up. for your treasures it's like getting the the capsule that's um opaque out of the machine and you don't know what prize is in there you put your 50 cents in it's like there's a whatever's in there ultimately always is disappointing the 50 cents is paying for that anticipation as you're turning. Yeah. And, like, oh, and then, you, you know, oh. <laughs> you're paying for the experience of hope. Yeah. It's this really crappy, hard plastic stegosaurus with yeah. the paint is not in the proper places. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. It's they it's, missed the eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Glad I paid 50 cents for that. But yep. that's, but so. All right. What's your final thought, Jerry? I mean, I was just thinking, though, with these shows, obviously there's some all right stuff, and then it's all entertainment ultimately, but I wish there would be more of an effort just to not edit it and show the worst side of humanity. Because you could do shows that show very good things happening amongst people and people being supportive, and I get that there's not as much drama involved in that, but um, because I think that this does have an impact on society, somewhat of a balance or, or more of a transparency. It's like, hey, look, this is somewhat fake. Watch it. Enjoy it for what it is. But uh, don't take it to heart. All right. So my reality show TV count mm-hmm. is up to 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, <laughs> 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. How did it go so grow so much from like 8 to 17? <laughs> I bet you could continue to grow it. So yeah, you know, yeah. check in, check in halfway through the week. And those are the even those are just the ones currently that I catch. Post your list and then keep okay. and then add. So halfway through the week, post an updated list with everything. Okay, we'll do that. So we can all follow Autumn's lead with watching reality TV. <laughs> TV. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to One Topic. Please uh, like and subscribe. Also uh, rate and review us on iTunes. You can uh, subscribe on all the different types of podcatchers out there. If we're not on something, let us know and we'll try and figure out how to get on it. Um, Also, is there anything else I have to say? No, that's good. Unless you need to promote the hot sauce. 
Oh yeah, if you um, want to try the uh, official sponsor of One Topic, uh, Hoff Sauce, you can go to hoffandpepper.com. Use our code One Topic fifteen for fifteen percent off. And I think they have some sales going on, so you can check it out. And it's so good. Can you stack the fifteen percent on top of the sale? That's another. Real, that's another reality show. That coupon show <gasps> that's extreme right. couponing that's completely i mean the fact that no one's getting angry at the person who's taking the cashier's next two hours to mm-hmm. go there no that's yeah not... 45 minutes to scan the products and then another 45 to scan the stack of coupons and then another 45 for the manager to come in and change the oh yeah with like settings, a key <laughs> the computer settings because their system doesn't allow this but it should Oh, and there's always that stupid buildup where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> it's Oh, it's going up to $400. I hope that my coupons will do it. That's, yeah, it's the most tension. I'm buying $10,000 worth of items today, and my goal was to get down to six cents. Is the person going to get there? Well, maybe these shows are a guide to life to how to get to the Real Housewives lap of luxury. You start with extreme couponing. You save the money. You save it up. Next thing you know. You're out there eating at very fancy restaurants mm. and talking shit about the Bernadette and talking shit about your best friends. Look at this. I also have a 2007 season pass for Six Flags. <gasps> wow, that looked like John Belushi. I have. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you look like John Belushi's brother. I have a 2009 media pass for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest from Coney <gasps> Island. Whoa! It's, you got a media pass? Oh, yeah. I was on the risers. I broadcast from there. I convinced the radio wow. station to let me broadcast. That's that was, real exciting. That was nice. Was it? Did you feel nauseous? Sometimes I like watching that, but I feel like kind of sick when I watch it. It is pretty gross. Kobayashi was still around, though, so it was exciting because it was Chestnut and Kobayashi. I think Chestnut uh, had won the year before, so... Okay. Kobayashi had been dethroned, but it was still a rivalry. He's like, well, can he hold on to the title? And so it was an exciting one. Now I think it's boring because no one's challenging. Stoney won a couple years ago, but that's because Chestnut, the previous year, had proposed to his girlfriend at the hot dog eating competition. Over the course of the next year, they broke up. The engagement was called off. And then he was there with the sadness in his heart and being reminded uh-huh. of the spot where he proposed. Uh-huh. and. And so he lost. He just mentally wasn't in it. So that stony thing is a fluke. <laughs> fluke! Uh, uh. Joey Chestnut, Joey Chestnut, Joey Chestnut.